The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. What is up, my fellow goons? Here again with David uh, for another episode of Jacked of All Trades. How's it going over there? Yeah, it's going. Going to put up a lot of LEDs in my house. Know, Lucha, you did too. <laughs> I know. I turned my light off because I felt left out. I, you turned your thing on the background all purple. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> my yeah, my LED is going. Yes. You got an LED mic now. I'm jealous. That's right. I asked for those for Christmas or something. Yeah, there you go. The, the new one's, <laughs> so the new one's RGB. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, this one was Man, on you sale. You can never have enough LEDs. I got them all. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. I just, so I, I want to talk kitchen. about um, you. What? I just I just put LEDs in my living room, my kitchen, just to test it out. And then now that I know it's it's the setup works, <laughs> that I'm gonna the rest of the house is, is soon. Nice. Yeah. I, I can't do that because my wife will kill me. So I just keep everything confined to my office. Yeah. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so this episode, um, I kind of want to talk about um, like sizing in, sizing out, like when to use full size, when to use partial size and stuff on your trades. Um, so this is probably like a little bit more of an advanced topic, but I think it's still pretty important because, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that like you can, you know, size into a trade slowly or size out of a trade slowly. Everybody thinks, you know, you just buy it and sell it and, you know, one big lot and that's the way it goes. Um so the best, like the safest way to do it a lot of the times, and it, I'll go through it, it depends on the setup, is like, you know, you want to kind of add into it, add into your trade a little bit. And keep in mind, again, this is a trade, this isn't investing. So this is like a shorter time frame over like week or month or within the day or whatever. Um, you want to kind of like add in a little bit and then you want to add in more like once you know you're right. And the only way you're going to know you're right is by, you know, back testing everything, trading for a long time and you know, figuring out what your system is. So like that's that's kind of kind of be up to you guys. But assuming you're at that point, um, I'm just going to kind of show you like roughly uh, how I do it. And, uh, you know, you guys can kind of apply that to your own trading styles. Um, so we're going to go over to paint here again, because that's my favorite thing in the world to explain stuff on. <laughs> App of professionals. Um, so like, it's the best, man. It's so simple and like, it's just easy. Like I just use the little pencil thing and that's it that's all i need <laughs> i think that was like the first app so, on a mac too like ever it was like oh, they have it on mac? mac i thought it was just a microphone thing. well they have a version of paint but that was like that was the selling point when steve did the uh the, the original mac presentation is like there's the paint and he drew like this thing people were like ooh. <laughs> he's back oh, okay. then everyone was text right was it paint was it Sorry. way back in the day when with paint where it had like the different races there was one that was like the explosion and stuff. Was that paint? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember now. Do you remember that? I had that when I was in like elementary school. Like, like if you wanted to erase your whole screen, there was like a bomb or there was like, like I don't know, it was like a car. Like there was all these weird things. Yeah, I don't know. I, I swear it was paint, like the original version. What school did you go to? <laughs> Terrorist organization or something? <laughs> apparently, apparently not a very good one. <laughs> all right, so... I'll kind of I'll kind of go through this a little bit here, and uh, you know, David, you can you can chime in if um, if you want to talk about like how you trade in any of your swings and stuff. Um, so I'm going to talk about this on the short side because you guys know I'm predominantly like a short seller. So um, basically, like when it comes to sizing, you really want to be able to determine like you know where you're at in the trade. Like where is where's the chart at? Like is it is that at a point where you can feel safe going all in? 
where's your risk levels? Um, you know, is it is the chart like really broken down or is it still strong, you know, depending if you're long and short? So I'll just draw like a, you know, just a general kind of uptrend sort of thing, actually. Wait, get my line you, a little bit bigger here. I don't want to ruin yeah. your presentation, but did you do you think that the recent Tesla chart would be a good example because it sold off really hard going into the the last weekend going into the Monday? Remember, it popped last week, and then he said he was going to sell on the weekend, and it dropped. So then people, because I got messages all over the weekend from people saying, "Oh, is this an entry point, or should I be buying this and that?" Would that be a good example? Um, yeah, maybe we can kind of look at that after. I just want to, I just want to show like a really just loose example on like just on this first. Um, so like for me, basically like, the, so there's the front side and there's the back side of, of any, any, any trend movement. We talked about this, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago when we were looking at the Tesla chart originally, where we drew that, um, we drew that uptrend line and then you can see where it reclaimed. As soon as it recla reclaims that line, it takes off, right? So that's, that's one of the things you guys want to be looking at if you're a long trader is, is really following that trend line. And I've said in the past a bunch of times that I don't like, like trend lines, like diagonal lines. And I still don't because a lot of people just screw them up and they don't know how to draw them properly. Um, we went through that again in that Tesla thing. So like, if you guys haven't watched that, you should definitely watch that because I think that's like a really key um, way where like we, we walk through like how to determine what is the actual front side of a move. Because if you draw the wrong line, it totally screws up your trade. Um, so I'll leave that with you guys to go, go kind of watch that. Um, but like on something like this, you know, if we were to look at, you know, general front side, like I'd say that's, you know, say that's the front side of the trade, right. Or the front side of the, um, the trend. So oh, let me make that red. Um, oh, hold on here. And I'll, I'll give you an example of, of, of what you, of what you were just saying before it's happened. Uh, my, my old OG, uh, crypto group. So we, we once in a while they messaged and they said oh we're doing an ascending wedge it's like a triangle that goes up that way right usually falls the price falls falls down after but they they drew it wrong i looked at it real quick and what they did was that they made the wedge too large and i'm like if you make it smaller you you, you actually did the wedge it fell out and it's already reclaimed so they were expecting to fall when it's probably mm -hmm. going to start going up so it's like a, you're right it's a huge difference <laughs> Yeah, so you you really need to know like it takes a long time to figure out exactly where these lines are drawn, <clears throat> and that's why I love the line chart. Like you guys, like anybody that's watching a show for a while knows that like every time I look at charts, I always use the line chart because it just cuts out all the noise. Like there's no wicks, there's no candles closing in weird spots or whatever. It's just like it's just the main basis of the movement. So like the line chart, in my opinion, is if you're gonna draw trend lines, use the line chart. Like it cuts out all the noise. It makes it so much easier. Like it's so much clearer. And it's a lot harder to make a mistake and draw the line in the wrong spot, in my opinion. Um, that's what I use for all my trading is a line chart. Um, so yeah, so for something like this, um, let's just say you know, uh, you know, you have a bunch of history on the chart. Like when you're a short seller, you're always looking for overhead, right? Like you're looking for overhead resistance. Like where where are people that are stuck in this stock? Like where are they going to be trying to get out, right? Like where is where is people that bought this thing six months ago and then it tanked and then it's coming back up, like? Where's the volume levels on that, that these people are going to want to sell at? So, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, you know, you got, you have some lines, I don't know, like, you know, you have say like a line here, just for example, um, you know, there's a line there and then like another line. Yeah. Oh, never mind, never mind. Sorry. What's up? Uh, no, I just, <laughs> I just yeah, realized so that thing, but you were already doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, like let's say 
they let's just say that like these two red lines went side to you know some daily candles three months ago where the stock you know spiked up and then it sold off really hard on big volume so like you know there's a lot of people at these levels that are that are way underwater on the stock and they're trying to they're trying to find an exit for break even right so what i look for is you know as the stock's coming up coming up coming up this is all still front side so whenever you're trading a stock on the front side you know if you if you're going to trade it long then you can hold on but if you're going to trade it short you got to be in and out quick right like if you're if you're shorting into this first line like like let's say you're shorting like right into here like right into this top you know you don't want to be shorting here full size and aiming you know for a big crack down you know covered down here because that's that's how you're going to get killed because it's still the front side of the move the longs are still in control so you don't want to be doing that um whenever you're trading a stock on the front side you always want to be using smaller size you can still get in you just don't want to be going in full size because that's when again the longs are in control like shorts don't have the edge so you have to be careful so for me like i'll i'll trade front side very infrequently because it's not really worth the risk reward to me usually when i am it's because we're getting near like a major major level and i think the stock is like really overextended and it's close to breaking down anyways so like let's just say for example you know your average size is like a thousand shares just for argument's sake you know you really only want to be trading like maybe 20 or 30 percent of your size up here so like you'd only want to be taking a position that's maybe like two or three hundred shares because you don't want to risk you know you don't want to fight this thing full size and lose because you know you could try and trade into this size full size or into this line and then you know you hold on to it and you get this little dip and you don't cover and then it rips through and then you know you stop out over here for a loss and then your next line's up here. So you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's, uh, you know, maybe get like a little bit of a wick off of this peak. And then you re-enter up here and then you're trying to cover, you know, maybe down into this support, but then you just get this little dip and it comes up and then, you know, you cover it again for a lot, right? So like if, if you're trying to trade these things on the front side um, full size, like you're just gonna end up getting chewed up. So you wanna be in and out really quick on the front side. You don't wanna be full size. You know, don't try and be a hero and, you know, top take the thing and ride it all the way down to the bottom because that's not the way to make money. You know, that's 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 the way to try and be right, but you're not going to make money. <laughs> so tried it. the best way. Yeah, like it's it's great when it happens, but like, you know, you'll you'll lose ten thousand dollars trying to make a grand. You know, <laughs> it's not I, worth it. I've done it like one out of ten tries. Yeah, it's just like that one chart that you save and you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. Just ignore exactly, it after that. Exactly. It just doesn't happen that often. See that? That's so, the one time I didn't die. Yeah, exactly. So the best way to go about these things is again, like you just trade really small size on the front side. Now, if you're a long, it's a complete opposite, right? Like if you're a long, you want to be going in basically full size in these. And now this is where sizing in comes into play, right? So like let's just say, you know, you've drawn you've drawn this uptrend line, like right. So you've drawn this line. You know, in this kind of area, the stock has kind of touched in, you know, it's broken out here. We come up to this peak, you know, that the next resistance line is way up here, right? So you still got like a lot of breathing room. So when the stock pulls back down, what you can do is you can size in a little bit here, you know, try and get in a little bit above the line. This is just the way I do it, um, you know, a little bit on the line and then maybe a little bit below the line. Again, only like 30% of your size, maybe 40%, something like that. Um, cause you're trying to see if it's going to work, right? Cause this thing, you know, it could just rip through here and just dump right down and then you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose big time. So if you're a long trader, you know, size and small, and then once you see the stock turn around, 
once you see it starting to confirm and that volume starts to come in, this is where you can get in full size. So when you throw your size at it, and then it's just literally as simple as just selling up into that next resistance level. So right here, you know, you pretty much want to be all out of the trade. Like that's your next resistance line. So that's it, right? Get out of the trade. Again, don't try and be a hero. Don't try and hold your whole lot up to this next line because you don't know if it's going to get there, right? Like that line could reject and it could just stuff back down. And you were, you know, you were two, three, four dollars in the green in that trade. And then all of a sudden you sell for a loss. So you don't want to be that guy. So just, you know, sell it into the next line, just sell it into the resistance level. Don't be greedy because once you guys have a system where you know that this thing works, you know, nine out of 10 times, like, you know, David and I have built our own systems and like, we're confident that our stuff works really well. Um, you know, you're, you're just, it's so much easier just to take that little piece of the move. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, I do a short and I make, you know, maybe I'll make 50 cents and then the stock sells off another $15 over the next few days. Like it happens to me all the time. Right. But like, for every time that the stock sells off $15 and I only made 50 cents, you know, there's 20 different times where after I made my 50 cents, it reclaims and it shoots up 15 higher. So it's, it's not worth it. Right. You just want to like learn how to take a certain piece of the move and just learn how to do it over and over and over again without even thinking like that's the way that you guys are going to make money in the stock market. If you're a trader. Um, so for if we flip back over to you know short selling on this on this particular chart i'm just going to extend this line here oh that is not the one i want to do just hold on here <laughs> i think it goes back to like it being uh my, my, my mindset thing because like i think most people could find a strategy that works or you know take someone else's that works but the problem is like if you don't have the confidence you don't have the experience of doing those trades over and over again you think well this is it this is the one trade i got that seems to be right so let me milk it for as much as it can and that's when you get fucked yeah exactly exactly like it's it's so it's so hard to to make like those huge trades like the, the the way to make money in the stock market is to find find a range that works and the, that you know works 80 90 percent of the time where you have good risk reward that's the way to do it you can't be you know you're, you can't be trading just looking for like these massive moves and like I, well there is some guys that do that right so but the guys that do that the guys that i know that do that like you know, I, I know people who are full-time day traders and they only trade like 10, 15 times a year because their criteria is so strict that like if anything is, you know, half a percent out of whack, they don't trade it. But that's, again, that's the same thing, right? Like they're, they're looking for that specific move and it has to be perfect. Like I'm going to tell you this. So my, I was talking to my buddy the other day and he's just like, he was talking to me about like Robinhood and he's like, oh, Robinhood's, you know, selling off this week. Like maybe you should like, you know, get into a short position or whatever. And I look at it, I'm like, ah, no, it's like too expensive for me. You know, it doesn't really have like the right setup. And then uh, a few days later, he he tells me, he's like, oh, uh, SNDL, Sundial, like one of the weed companies. He's like, oh, that one's like, that one's like spiking up. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty beat down. Like maybe you should get into that short. I'm like, oh yeah. So I go and I look at it and it was only like 95 cents or something. I'm like, oh, that's too cheap for me. And he starts <laughs> laughing. He's like, man, I got to call you the Goldilocks trader. He's like, I got to call you the Goldilocks trader because like, it's oh, it's it's like too much or it's too cheap. He's like, it's got to be just right. And like, I, I just, I love that. So like, I, I'm, I'm coining that term. I'm stealing it from him Goldie? if anybody asks. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get so, it printed on a t-shirt. So like, yeah, like it makes so much sense, right? Like you want to be the Goldilocks trader. You want to be like, you know, it's not, it's too hot. It's, it's too cold. Like it's just right. Like it's gotta, it's gotta be just right. Otherwise you don't take. 
and that's yeah. how you make money, right? It's got to be, it's got to fit your criteria perfectly. Otherwise, not, it's not worth the stress. Forget um, even like making money. So on this one here, like, like sorry, for the show. Oops, sorry, I just want to cut one, one more thing. Like, yeah. Forget, forget even making money though. It's like if you don't refine your criteria to really set an understandable by a, a few uh, criteria, then like if you get it wrong, how do you even figure out where you went wrong? It's like so many things that could be, you know, you'll never learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if you're if you're trading like a little bit of everything all the time, you're never going to get good at something, right? Like it's when you first get in the markets and like, you know, even if you've been in it for like a couple of years, like, you know, you're still like, you're still kind of trying to trade everything. You're still trying to find like your niche or whatever and figure out the best setups for you. But like, you really have to just narrow it down and just like, you know, it, it should be like just boring. Like, it's like, oh, this setup only happens, you know, three, four times a week. Well, you know, just just only look at that one that happens three, four times a week and just get fucking good at it to the point where like you can smash those trades with like in your sleep with your eyes closed because they work out like just perfectly every time. And then after that, you can start expanding and look for an, another setup, right? Um, but then like the nice thing about that is like if you have that base setup that you know you can make money on over and over and over again, then if you try to learn something else and it doesn't work out, you can just go back to the old way, right? And you can you get that money back again and then try something new. So like it's it's kind of like it's kind of counterintuitive, you know. Like people think like, oh, you know, the stock market. There's so many different kinds of trades. Like I, I need to know how to do everything. I need to go long. I need to go short. I need to trade large caps and small caps and you know all these different companies. And it, that's not the way to get good at something. Like if you think about any profession in the world, like you know. If you think about it, like a doctor, like a doctor, you specialize to become a brain surgeon, you know, like you, you specialize to become like, you know, like an orthodontist, like a dentist, like, you know, you specialize to become like a civil engineer versus a mechanical engineer. Like, you know, you don't go to school for just like general health and, and well-being. And then all of a sudden you're operating on people's brain, like, you know, go to school for, you know, um, I don't know chemistry like you know chemical engineering and then somebody says oh you know here go build a bridge like it doesn't it doesn't transfer right like you have to specialize in one area and then you can move on to the next thing so it's the same thing here in the stock market you just have to look at them as like different disciplines it's like different different careers essentially it's how that has to work out 100 percent um so yeah anyways back to this thing um so if you, yeah so if we look at these lines like again if we look at the short side so this top line here, let's say that's our next daily resistance. So what what we're trying to do here is find like, you know, where do we get in, where do we get out? So like, if you want to start sizing into this one again, like it's the same thing, you know, you're using like maybe 20, 30 odd percent of your size, like up into this pop. So if I wanted to size in line, you know, I might get in a little bit here. I might have another order on the line, another order like over the line. So in this case, like maybe I only got in like this first order. That's fine, right? Like that's all I got. That's all the market gives me. So when it turned down here, you know, for me, I would cover into this uptrend line half at least of my starter size. And then I'd cover the rest into this line here because that's that's the next support. So when it hits either one of these two lines, it could bounce, right? So if it hit this first line and then it bounced up, then I'd take the, I'd probably take that off for break even. And then at least but, I made, you know, I made half of my profits on this little piece here. Yep. Question, are you are you uh, setting your orders exactly on the dot to the penny where those lines are, or are you trying to front run the market a little bit? So usually what I do is I'll size in around it. So like if I have, let's just say my line's like $4.57, for example, I'll do like, I'll do an order at like $4.47, $4.57 right on the line, and then like 
So I'll do like 10 cents around the line. And that'll just give me like, that'll just give me like a little bit of a range to work with. Right. Cause like best case scenario, my average is on that line. So if I go a little bit below right on a little bit above, and if I get all three of those filled, my average is on that line because that's how I calculate my risk. Like I calculate my risk, you know, say it's like 20 cents or whatever on like say a thousand shares. So like I'm going to risk, you know, 200 bucks, then I, I need to fan those orders out so that that's, so that's going to end up being my risk. And like, you could change them. Like I could do, you know, if it's, if it's five fifty seven or whatever it was, I said, like I could do, I could do like five fifty five, five fifty seven, and like, you know, five sixty or something like that, like a tighter range, or I could like widen it way out. Like I could do like five thirty five, five fifty seven, and like five seventy five or something like whatever, whatever the range is I'm working on on that particular stock based on the fundamentals, based on the range that it's shown me in the past, um, you know, based on like a bunch of different things that like I just use for my own style, like I'll, I'll, I'll just basically aim to have my average on that line. That's, that's kind of the goal for me. Gotcha. So in this case, like that's how I would kind of start sizing into that. But then, so it's like, okay, when do I get into this thing full size? Right. So you never want to chase something down or chase something up. Like that's the worst thing you can do. You always want to buy if you're long, try and buy a pullback. If you're short, try and buy, you know, a bounce, right. You don't, you don't want to chase that because then you're just going to, it's just going to stress you out and it's, it's not fun. Um, so on this one here, you know, if it breaks down, and, you know, I've already covered everything. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, too bad I covered everything. If this thing just goes all the way down, straight down to zero, and I can't get in, then I can't get in, right? I missed a huge opportunity, but there was no there was no op opportunity for me to get into the trade. So what I'll do is now I'm like, okay, so we've broken, you know, right here, we've broken the uptrend line. So now, to me, the stock is dead. Like, it's, you know, it's backside of the move. Everybody who's been buying this thing, they're looking for a point to sell now. So where are they going to sell? Like logically, right? It's the same thing we talked about on the way up here. You know, if you're buying over here on this dip, you want to sell up into this line, right? You want to sell up into here. So where are all these people going to be looking now that this thing's turned around? Where are they going to be looking to sell? Well, they're going to be looking to sell up into the next resistance line. So that's where I want to get short because I know that everybody who's long is going to try and sell there as well. So we just do the exact same thing, only this time I'm going in full size. So I'm going in my full, you know, thousand shares or whatever instead of two or three hundred. So you know, I'll do like, you know, maybe three hundred shares here, three hundred shares on the line, and then you know, three hundred or four hundred over the line. And you know, in this case, maybe I only get, you know, two of them on. So I only get, you know, 70% of my size. And then it comes down. Where am I covering everything? I'm covering everything into that next line right there. So if I go. Let's draw a line here so you guys can see. I don't know if you were intentionally trying to, but you've inadvertently described the psychology behind head and shoulders. Like you drew one there and you literally just described what, what happens with the head and shoulders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. And then like, and so that's what I do. You know, I'd, 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 uh, I'd short into this full size because we're backside of the move. Um, that line's shown that it's, you know, it's tested here. It broke through. It has previous, you know, resistance at that line. This is where it broke down from. So I'm in full size and I'm covering everything into this line. And then when it washes way down and then, you know, it goes another dollar or $2, I can sit there and cry and be like, oh, I missed out on all this money. But that doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, like this, this right here is the move I was looking for. I was looking to get in here and get out there and that's it because 
I don't know, like this thing could bounce off here and it could just rip right back up and reclaim and then I'm screwed. And then I'm, then I'm even more pissed because, you know, I, I had a big green trade that was to my plan perfectly. And now I'm, now I'm back underwater and then I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to try and add into stuff where I shouldn't be adding. And then I'm going to take an even bigger loss than I should have. So um, I think the summary of all this is really just, you know, First off, know which side of the trend you're on. If it's on the side of the trend and longs are in control, if you're a long trader, you can be going in full size on dips into good support lines. And if you're a short trader, I would say if you're new, don't trade the front side at all because it's not worth it. Um, or if anything, trade it very small into like really big resistance levels, like where there's big, big volume on the daily chart from previous days. Um, and then if you're short, you know, go full size on the backside and just take it into the next resistance line. Like, don't try and fade these things down to zero. It was like, like I, I traded, what was the one Peloton when I, when I shorted that, you know, beginning of this year or whatever it was, like I shorted that around, I think it was like 105 bucks or 110 bucks or something was my average. And, um, I had a goal from the start of that trade to cover it. I think it was at like 85 or something or 84 bucks. And because that was, that was the next line. Like I saw that line from like four or five months ago that was where the support was. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this thing, you know, their treadmills just ate a dog and it, you know, killed a bunch of people or whatever the hell they did. And, you know, COVID kind of winding down. So I just figured that their, their company was going to take a little bit of a hit. So I shorted it based on the chart pattern, based on that news. And then I covered everything in little pieces down to that 80 level. And then it hit that 80 level, like almost to the penny. And I think it, it came like right back up. I think now it's I think it's like back up to where I had it, or I think it's even higher now than where I shorted originally. You could probably tell me, David. What but, did you short it? At? But yeah, like that. Sorry. Well, where did you short it at? Yeah. I shorted it like around a hundred and something bucks. It was like a hundred and five bucks, and I made like twenty bucks a share or something like that. It was over like over like a month or two. I think was how long the trade was. But yeah, like that's that was the thing though, right? Is like. I, I shorted and I covered based on my plan. Like I didn't, I didn't get halfway through and be like, oh, it's tanking. Like, you know, maybe it's going to go to 60 bucks and I can make all this extra money. Like, no, that's not the way I trade. I, I got in where I wanted to get in. I held it and I got out where I wanted to get out. And then it bounced all the way back up after I got out. So that, that would be one of those situations where if you try and hold and be a hero, you're going to lose. Yeah. Bounced back up to 130 back in July, came back down again. And then right now got rejected just under a hundred bucks. After earnings, or just before earnings. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even see. <laughs> it kept down so much after earnings. It was blocked by my like my indicators were blocking the where the price was. <laughs> Holy shit! It's fifty bucks now. Right. <laughs> it went so far down. It's it didn't even see it. It's fifty bucks. Oh shit! Okay, I'll see. So I should have held it. There you go. <laughs> it was so is it really? Yeah. It gapped down so much that I couldn't. Oh, wow, even see it. it is. Holy hell. What is that? Wow. Almost a 50% drop. Holy okay, yeah. shit. Okay, yeah, but now now that I have the chart open, I can see. So it was in um it was in we're not we won't pull the chart up here, I'll just tell you guys. Oh yeah, you got it there. Perfect. So. Yeah, so it was um it was where was it here? Uh April. So David, if you can just kind of hover over April so that everyone can see where it was. It's Sam's, I think. Oh, is that Sam's? Yeah, that's not my screen. It's Sam's. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah so Sam, right, right where it kind of popped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right there. That's where I started getting into it, and I use the same, I use the same technique that I always do. So if you look, if you look back to November, um, where it had that other previous top, because this is kind of like a head and shoulders. Yeah, right there. So where it had those those previous tops. So that was kind of where I was risking off. So I started getting into it small. And then if you go, if you look back over April, we had kind of that line at like the one, I don't know, maybe like the 115, there was like two tops and then it went a little bit higher. So yeah, that's perfect. So that, that was kind of like where I was slowly sizing into. So I got a little bit in like the one twenties, I think it was. And then as it started to turn around, once it failed below, yeah, that right where you're at, at there, Sam, that line. Once it failed back below those two prior um, tops, then that's where I started to get in full size. So I think my average was like 105 or 106. Yeah, right there, that that line horizontal right across where you just had your mouse. So that's where I started, that's where I got in full size. And then you can see, you know, there was that one big red candle on huge volume where it dumped right down to like 80 bucks or 82 bucks. So I covered everything. Like I covered everything through that, through that one day. I just had all my orders out. And then look what happened. It, it just grinded. It bounced all the way back up to where I got my first orders in originally. So I would have been, I would have been down, you know, like 15 bucks a share for how long is that? June, July, August, like for two, three months, I would have been down like 15 bucks a share if paying I didn't interest. take that off into that walk. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, paying interest on the short and everything. So, but that's the thing. Like that, that was the plan. The plan was to get in in the 100s cover it at the at the 80 line where that previous support was and that was it so that that like worked perfectly and that's a great example of why you don't want to hold and just say oh we had a big red candle on volume like you know maybe it's going to keep going down like that wasn't my plan my plan was to get in in the 100s cover it at the 80 line and get out and be done with it forget about it and then you know here yeah, sure you could say you know here we are seven months later and it's down at 50 bucks but like you know that's how the hell am i gonna no that's a completely different plate if you got into that, it would have been like, because you saw something recently. All right. Sorry about that. I just got kicked out. My internet's being the best out here. Pretty sure we have a storm rolling in. But <laughs> anyways, that yeah, that's pretty much everything we wanted to go over today, guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. I think David's going to talk about uh, some of the news that we had over the past couple of weeks with uh, Tesla and Rivian and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. Remember to like and subscribe.